What's up, everybody? I'm Matt Bauer, owner of Red Wolf CrossFit, and this is another episode of Pack Mentality. On this week's podcast, we dive into programming and why it matters. Let's get started. Here to help me out is Danny. Danny, how are you today? I'm good, Matt. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Let's talk about programming, hot topic. First off, uh, give me a little bit of your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a very underrated piece or underrated topic out there right now. I think that's something that doesn't get much attention because it gets very, you know, passed over. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's there's a lot of misinformation towards this one. Okay. Personally. Like what kind of misinformation comes to mind? Well, I mean, like, you know... My favorite is the influencers, right? Like <laughs> they go out there and they, they tell you, hey, five tips to get bigger, whatever, right? And you're like, oh, I can do this every day. But it's, or they tell you like, hey, this is the only way to gain muscle or this is the only way to get better at something. Yes. When it, and the reality is people who know, the, or know what they're doing are, are, are not going to talk like that. They're not going to give you an absolute, right? Exactly. Only assists speak in absolutes. <laughs> I like it. I don't yeah. even like Star Wars, but I, I just had to throw that in. I got that. Yeah, I totally agree with you that instant influencers, they, they, that really grinds my gears. And it's because this is what they do. This is the whole formula that they follow is that they get something kind of weird or awkward or they get you with some sort of a hook that says, you know, stop doing these five bicep moves or something just to get you to stop scrolling on Instagram or on social media and then after they get you in that hook, what they do is they upsell you, and then they upsell you on one of their programs, essentially. Now, not now there are good and bad out there, and right. and 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 let's where and this is where we come in. We kind of try and do our best to actually filter out what works and what doesn't work. I mean, I think too, like one thing is there's good programs out there, and people are using social media to grab your attention. Not that anything is bad necessarily, right? Like you doing something is better than nothing. Exactly. Right. But, like, when you see these weird, I don't know, flare tricks with, like, a kettlebell, right, doing the flips and things like that and going, this is the best workout you'll ever do for your abs. And it's like, yeah, for you, right, or for someone who's strong enough to catch the kettlebell, yeah, right, for the rest of us, like, flipping a, a 20-pound kettlebell is not great. Yeah, and novelty is what grabs people's attention, but yeah. novelty isn't what actually sustains you or what actually drives results in the end. Exactly. And I think that kind of leads us into today's a little bit. I mean, one of the most underrated things in the world is a good program, right? I I think a problem you can see in any gym you go to, doesn't have to be just a CrossFit gym, but you can go to like any major gym and you walk in and people are just on weird workout sessions or weird days, right? Mm -hmm. And it's because they just kind of undervalue the programming, right? Absolutely. And it's a lot of it has to do with lack of knowledge, and I see that programming is, in at least in my eyes, one of the biggest problems people have in all gyms. Doesn't matter if it's a CrossFit gym, doesn't matter if it's, if it's any kind of training program, and it's I would say it is often one of the most disrespected piece of working out. Absolutely. And and I know that you kind of have some knowledge on that. Do you want to expand on that a little bit, Danny? Well, yeah. I mean, I would my favorite joke in working in this business for so long is the more you know, the least respected you are, right? The smartest person in the, like in the business, right? With doctorates and thousands of degrees, right? The average person is like, you don't know anything. I saw this on Instagram today. This is what, this is how I get better. It's like, yeah, cool. That's, that's how they got better. It's not 
going to work specifically for And we you. don't even know if, that, if they actually did get better. For all we know, that they got better doing the most boring things. And then right. they, but they, that's just what they post to get you Right. A, get you don't attention. see the struggle. You're like, yeah. You know, like my favorite one is like you – you see like a booty band workout and they're like, this is how I grew my legs. This is how I got stronger at squatting. Cool. You probably did to a point, but to get to that point where you are now, you probably did squatting, mm-hmm. right? Until, you know what I mean? It's like, so your average person sees that and goes, well, this person on Instagram looks like this. So for me to look like A, I need to do B. Exactly. And they, and they grab it like that. Yeah, exactly. And, that, and that's the problem is that we see like anyone, doesn't matter who you are, if you're qualified or unqualified, can design a workout. But can you actually make workouts linked together, have progressions, not only as skills, but overload that's appropriate for someone's fitness level, not only their fitness level, but their age and then their training age, which is how long they've actually been working out because there's different needs for both. Which is important. Exactly. Probably not. And that leads to a major problem because, because they're designing it for an avatar and, and usually an avatar is only one person. Yeah. I mean, you're generalizing their program and like the market's flooded right there's thousands of programs for not just for crossfit for weightlifting for bodybuilding there's a lot of different things that go into it right and everyone kind of gets their mindset into this place of like well this works for a a a athlete so if i want to be like this athlete i need to get on his programming Mm -hmm. well the reason you know like we'll take matt frazier for example right who has a great training program now and a great platform right for where he's at, but same thing, like kind of built for an avatar. But what made Matt Frazier really good is he was an incredible athlete, right? Like he was like 1% in the world. Also Matt Frazier, and he even says this, focused on what he needed to focus on. Right, like I don't think- He didn't get better just by focusing on only his strengths, did he? Yeah, no, <laughs> like, I mean no. like, I don't think the average person's coming into the gym every day going, well, like I suck at muscle ups, so uh, I'll just do some cleans today because I don't feel like doing muscle ups. You know what I mean? Like or I, double or, unders, or or the progressions, right? How many times do we see like the progression of like, well, I can't do a ring muscle up. Okay, well, here's the progression: you do um, low ring transitions, you do high ring transitions, exactly. right? Exactly. Like, and they're like, well, this is boring. I'm not getting anything out of it. Well, okay, this is what you need to do. Yeah. It's like your first step, right? Like exactly. <laughs> and people only see the tip of the iceberg. They only see the results. They only see like the sexy CrossFit workouts. But what you don't see is all that behind the scenes work of the program design. That is not sexy. That is not fun. You know, when I, when I was training full time, you know, I did a ton of aerobic intervals every morning. I would do some sort of aerobic intervals that my coach would give me not fun at all. Like we're talking just like one of, one of the hardest workouts I ever did was 15 sets of 500 meter row rest one minute and i had to maintain a certain pace each time i can't remember what it was but that was horribly boring and also on top of it it hurt real bad but that is what made me better it wasn't necessarily doing like Mm -hmm. the cool looking crossfit workouts all the time it was all that that grunt work that was not fun which would end up getting me better at crossfit that the people don't see yeah i mean i think this is this is a great like point right here where like a lot of us are going to go and start the new year off and we're going to look at getting training programs like the opens coming or we want to maybe take up a competition or we just want to get better at a specific area like lifting or gymnastics. Yeah, right? you just want to improve in general, right? And they're going to improve in general. And we're going to grab some sort of training platform, right? And we're going to go, okay, this must work because it's very popular, right? And so and you're going to bring it in and then you're going to start doing it. And then you're going to find out that, wow, getting really good sucks. Right. Like I'm, I'm going into percentage lifting. Like, you know what I mean? Like 
I'm doing the same. I'm cleaning on Monday now, and I'm doing 85% today. And then next Monday, I'm going to do 87%. And then next Monday, in my three-week cycle, I'm going to do 90%. Well, I keep missing at 87. Should I really go to 90? There's no one to ask but yourself. So then you're going to go down to where you want to do, right? Exactly. And the market really is flooded out there with all these different programs, with all their own agendas. But the real question is, why doesn't like a general template program like that work for all of us? That's great. And I, I, like you said, like, so the reason a general template doesn't work is because think about the people who are writing this, right? A big, they're big business style yeah. programs, right? So it's very impersonal. Like if you have, like, I mean, I'll ask you, like, you know, if you have five clients in a week, right? Like personal training clients and you're writing a program for those personal mm-hmm. training clients, that's a lot of work for yourself. It's right? a ton of work. And everybody does their own workout. Everyone like, does their own workout. I don't have a general program. Every, every workout I write from one of my one-on-ones is all completely different completely separate even their warm-ups are different yeah but so but when you're selling to the mass when you're selling hundreds or thousands of these templates or programs yeah you just can't you just can't do it right it would take a a staff of hundreds of people to actually it would drive the cost way up as well right so to keep the cost cheap you're you're building a template that is 75 percent good for everybody Mm -hmm. right so it's just like basic avatar basic stuff you're throwing this template out there and you're going hey give it a shot right exactly and this isn't necessarily a knock on online programming or we're not saying any particular popular program is terrible nope and we're not saying that at all it's just i mean all of them are really good if they if they didn't get results people wouldn't buy it but i mean it's each person is different though. exactly 100 percent. right like i mean i i have done a, a ton of online programs throughout my years of training you know, I've tried different area. I've tried everything different, like at I least a too. few, right? Yeah. I know you. I've tried several programs, right? But the best results I got was when I had my own coach. That's hands exa- down. That's exactly where I was going. I was like, what I needed to learn was guidance. Like yeah. what I needed to learn was like, like one of the questions I always like get that like I get asked here coaching in in class is what's the stimulus, mm-hmm. right? Like like a lot of people don't know. Like they come in, they look at a workout, and they're like, oh, I'm just gonna do the workout. But there's a specific yeah. stimulus, and every person has their own stimulus to go to, right? Like, exactly. do I want you to go sub three in this workout and go light and fast, right? Because maybe you need to work on your cardio or cycling of something, or do I want you to go longer and try to do it heavier so that you can actually complete the load or reps, right? Like, that's what a coach would, like a personal coach there looking at you, like knowing you and having that ability, that's what they're gonna give you. A hundred percent. And every person is different, and we all need different feedback and different cues. And like a general just throw out one cue doesn't work for everyone. You know, some people respond better to tactile cues. Some people respond better to verbal cues. Some people respond better to visual cues. And then that's up to the coach to determine, well, what works best for this person I'm working with? Right. Like that's the hardest part of like one of the hardest parts of coaching is how you can know every inch or word of the lift or working out. But how can you communicate that to the person who's in front of you? Exactly. Right. And like what would work best for them to retain that knowledge so you're not repeating yourself, repeating, you know, I mean, like sometimes you have to repeat yourself because people have to do it over time. But you know what I mean? Like if, a, if you're a visual learner and all I'm doing is telling you what to do, mm-hmm. you're not going to pick up what, what I want you to do. Right. Right. And let's look into some of the downsides of a general general programming where there is no ind- some somewhat of an individualized plan. Well, I tell you right now, the biggest downside of general programming is it gets really boring. It gets really boring. That I mean, I, believe me, I know. I've, I mean, how many times like, I mean, think about this when you, when they write programming, right. It, it, for anyone, right. And it's, it's not specific to you, your time frame, your abilities or your skills. 
it's written for like an hour and a half to two hour session, mm -hmm. right? The average person doesn't, I mean, that's on top of if you're doing anything else, right? Like that's just your program. A lot of us can't commit to an hour and a half to two hours every day, right? Like yeah, maybe. I can't. I mean, like I'm, time. yeah, like my schedules are busy. People I work with are very busy. So having that, that, that piece right there where it's just like, hey, we're going to go for two hours. Like it's not, it's not specific to you. So then what, what winds up happening? You wind up cherry picking what you want to do. Mm -hmm. you, and you know, by cherry picking, what we mean is you pick the things that you like. Like you're not going to pick the hard, like you don't come in and look at, oh, I have like 12 things to do today. Uh, six of these things I specifically hate and I suck at. So you know what I do? I'll do the six things I like. And if I can get to the stuff I hate, then I'll do it, right? Yeah. That's cherry picking in a nutshell for you. Like you're just, you're, you're picking out the things you really want to do because of your time, your time restraints, you're tired, yeah. you're stressed, you just can't do it today like maybe you did a ton of pull-ups yesterday and now you got to come in and do uh muscle up drills and things like that and you're like my lats are smoked there's no way i can do this right like that that's that's impersonalization right like you're you're throwing it out there so you, what you do is you cherry pick yeah and another big one for me especially is the accountability like if i see that it's a one minute rest between sets and they're really heavy high percentage sets i'm gonna go ahead and rest two minutes <laughs> for sure i've done that before. yeah we've all done that one yeah or or you do the opposite right you're like okay look it says take rest but i only have 30 yeah, minutes exactly and then i'm just gonna rush. i'm just gonna boom 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 and then you're like and well you i gotta lower yourself. the weight <laughs> i gotta lower the weight because i can't hit the last couple yeah, sets or whatever it is time right? all that stuff yeah yeah and then also you don't have someone there watching you or at least can you can bounce things off of and be like man i'm just not feeling 100 percent today but it says i need to hit 10 singles at 95 percent on the back squat you know and then let's say you since you don't have a coach you're out there trying to hit the single at 95 percent, and you're just failing every time having to re-rack the weight and it, it pretty much makes it pointless but when you have someone there who you can bounce how you feel off of and let be like hey like you know i slept really well but i had a stressful day at work i'm just not really feeling yeah. it today then a coach can immediately like bring you back to reality and be like, hey, let's just do, let's just drop down the weight. I want you to work on this X, Y, Z on your squat. And then we can always come back, we'll backtrack. We can throw this in next week for you. Yeah. So, I mean, it, ma it makes it be like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. You need someone to tell you it's okay to not be at a hundred percent performance all the time. And I, I think, yeah. I think people have expectations where they're like, if I don't do this and if I don't do it well, the day is lost. Yeah. I just ruined my whole day. Exactly. I, I you know, then, you get it, you know, you got to text your coach and you're like, yeah, I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. Right. Like you feel really shame and bad. Right. But the reality is if, if you're interacting with someone on a consistent basis, like one time a week or daily or whatever it may be, right. You guys have a pretty good idea of where things are going to go with each other. Right. Right. I, I also, I think accountability go, comes into when the coach is there or present, or, you know, you have to video and send it to the coach for review. Then you, then you go through it all. Like you don't, you don't, you don't cheat any reps. You don't short yourself anything. You're like, this dude is going to give me feedback or, you know, it could be a female coach or like this person is going to give me feedback and now I got to, I got to suck it up and I got to do it. Right. Yep. And that's one of those, that's, that's a, that's an accountability piece right there. You know, they're holding you to the plan you, you stuck to place with. Right. A hundred percent. So if we dive deeper into this, we can see that designing a program really is an art. It's a combination of communication and and you know assessments and we can dive really deep into this but let's get into yeah. what a good program actually consists of and what a good program consists of is that there actually needs to be a plan i know that sounds kind of obvious but guess what i think a lot of people uh, like we said earlier will look at an instagram workout and they'll just go and do it 
Yeah. And then that's just one workout with no progression progression. And that leads into progress and then that leads us into the next one, which is progressive overload and not just overload in terms of weight, but also uh, progression in skills right. as well. And there should be a clear path, there should be a roadmap of what to of the roadmap to the goals are yeah. in the first place. I think you're right. I think one thing to think about too is like when you have a clear plan and you have progressive overloads and it makes sense, right? You also just think about like the coach is programming for however long it's going to take you to get to your goal, right? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times we do a workout and we're like, well, I'm not sore or I don't feel anything. So I didn't do it right or it's not hard enough for me, right? Whereas like sometimes that's not the stimulus. That's not the plan. Yeah, not every day needs to smash right. you into the ground. It shouldn't wreck you every day. You shouldn't no. have be like, you shouldn't do squats until you can't walk every single day. Like that's not healthy for your body, right? And that's what setting a clear plan is and then a coach going this is you know one thing about progressive overload i don't think people understand is not only is it adding weight but it's getting you used to intensity mm -hmm. right like sometimes you just can't handle doing an unbroken set of 10 at body weight for back squats right sometimes you have to like go through it and a, a, a coach who's like progressing you or helping you knows this because they've experienced this mm -hmm. they have the ability to relate this to you and yeah. then they're they're laying it out for you so that you can see that okay there is a clear path this person knows what they're doing and if i just trust their plan right i'm gonna get very far right exactly so i think that's a good one yeah yeah it's a, it's a lot longer process than people think yeah i mean also i think one another thing that makes a good program right is just having good interaction like well when you set a plan out, it should be specific to you. The coach shouldn't try to like skew you to do something else. Be like, hey, I want to be a good Olympic lifter. Well, hey, I think you should do powerlifting, right? Or I think you should do gymnastics or things like that. Like it should be very specific to you and what you're good at. Exactly. If you're if the person designing the program or if if you're you're working with someone and they don't even ask you what your goals are or they don't have a sit down meeting and even talk yeah. to you about like okay well what's your past what experience do you have what are your current that's goals that's great that's a great idea and you know this is again why we have goal reviews because we do take into account with our goal reviews we collect what people say and then that helps us actually design our program because if if let's say I do 10 goal reviews with with our members and then none of them say hey I want to get really really good at handstand walking and then all I do is program handstand walking two times a week you know but let's, but let's say their real goal is I just want to lose weight and gain muscle well then I'm doing them a disservice yeah I mean 100% I think that's kind of a good transition here to start talking about some you know some different programming I mean you program you have been one of the better programmers I've ever met in all my years of training right I mean but you've programmed a ton like I don't know if you guys know this Matt does his own programming for his gym he's done it for ever since I met him, so he's definitely done it ever since he's probably owned his own gym, right? And that's really hard to do. It is very difficult. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I could save a ton of my time by outsourcing it and just paying someone else or paying just a general program to do it. But again, the reason I don't do that is because I don't want, I, I don't want it, someone else to do the analysis. I'm the one who actually collects the data and I'm the one who... Well, yeah, I mean, that's how it should be, like the head yeah. coach the owner, the person who's running or like in charge of the gym for us should have a say in what the gym is doing. Exactly. 100% for that piece. I mean, I think that's very important to like, like let, draw attention to right there for everybody, right? Yeah, and I honestly just, I really care about getting people results and I just don't trust handing that off to someone else, just at the, at the moment anyways. No, I mean, that's, that's great. And I think that kind of leads us into this next piece, right? We can kind of get into like, let's dive into it. Like why, why is group programming good right like why you know why 
is group programming something that we should look at? Yeah, so I, I look at, I try to look at everything almost into a good, better, and best. So the first one is good, which is group. Um, better is group plus individual work. And then best would be one-on-one plus group. And so let's go into the first one. So yeah, let's go what, into the group. Yeah, yeah. What what is what makes the group good? Well, first off, it's the accountability, and it's also having a set program to where you don't have to worry about anything. You come in, the coach takes you through the warm up, the coach takes you through the cool down, the workout, everything. Every like the coach is there at all times, mm-hmm. and then and they're giving you real feedback too. Exactly. That's the other thing. Like, what, I love taking classes when I can. I love I love coaching classes mm-hmm. because it's not just a very impersonable. Hey, do this here. Um, let me put this on the TV. Here's some demos. Go with it. The coach is like. No, um, here's the warm up. The warm up is very specific to the workout of the day, mm-hmm. right? Uh, during the warm up, we're gonna see like how you feel. We're gonna get some feedback. You're gonna know how you feel, and then you can tell your coach right away. Like, hey, I don't feel good. Like, this doesn't feel right. Yeah, I think I should scale something. Exactly. Right? And it's like hundred percent. And then we move things around, and we're able to get you exactly. A we're able workout. to customize it for right. each individual, and that's why I think what is a big separator is we don't hold anyone to the same standard. We see that every person is different, and the goal really is to give people as much of a personal training experience as possible in a group setting. Yeah, I think which is different from all the other because I don't. You know, I've worked in the other the industry for a while, and I've done group training at other facilities, right? Not just CrossFit, right? But it's very impersonal. You write a workout, you're just like, yeah, I do this, um, and there's no like the warmups preset, the workouts preset, the program doesn't make any sense, right? And like every day, it's really boring. It's really simple. You're not that the athlete or the person coming in trying to train isn't necessarily getting better. They're just getting a really good workout every mm-hmm. day, but they're not necessarily progressing or anything like that, which I think is very important to think about. Like exactly, hundred percent. And when I design group classes, what I do is I actually work backwards. So I think I think it's important for a lot of people to know that I actually I design what our benchmarks are first. Sometimes I use the classic ones that I have already data on. Sometimes mm-hmm. I even throw in a brand new one just so that way it doesn't get monotonous and boring. So that way we're not doing the same benchmarks every year. And I would say like if you don't know what benchmark is right it's, it's a it's a baseline test mm-hmm. that we just want to run through for everybody it's it's our it's our set um, test and it could be anything right it could be like weightlifting it could be gymnastics it could be um monostructural or yeah. some sort of movement i balance it as much as possible so mm-hmm. i i have set lifts that i want to test mm-hmm. that rotate and then i also have a set standard longer aerobic bias workout to test you know obviously your aerobic your, your lungs yeah. and your cardio and then i have short sprints or a short sprint workout designed to test your anaerobic or your alactic ability. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I have one kind of that mid range, like that classic kind of eight to 12 to 15 minute classic CrossFit mm-hmm. workout, just to test like that open style time domain. Yeah. So it's a variety of time domains, everything from long to short, and then also a variety of lifts just to see where we're at. And then I take that data, I see what is lacking the most based on the entire group. So let's say a good example is like, strict pressing we all mm-hmm. need to be the entire red wolf needs to be better at strict pressing <laughs> yeah. except for maybe danny and then and then so i take that data and i'm like okay well this is based on the results i'm going to design a program for the next six to eight weeks biased towards these weaknesses that i see the majority of the group start struggling with and that takes a lot of time it does i mean that's good i mean that shows you that like even though we're building for a group or we're building for a whole platform of people you're still accounting for a majority of the people who are participating in the group session. Yeah. You're not just picking one person and no, going, no. this is my avatar, I'm going to I'm gonna program for this person. You're taking an average of, uh, how many people do you think you're taking an average of? In uh, a group? 
has a lot. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't have a number for you, but right. so you can hear he's taking an average outside of it. Yeah. He's programming it out and he's trying to look for progressions for every type of person. Right. Mm -hmm. And then he's going to write his specific progressions up there. And then the, it's up to the coach and up to the athlete to kind of go, well, okay, I don't think I can press overhead because of my shoulder. So what should I do? And then the coach can give you a scalable option, but still get the same stimulus, right? Exactly. hundred percent. And that kind of leads us on to, so that, that leads us on to the next kind of person, right? So you're taking group, you're getting better, but then you're lacking something, right? Like you're missing something. Like you want to get a first strict pull up, exactly. but you're, you're just missing something. So you come to your coach and go, I need to get better. What can I do? Exactly. And, th and this, this is my opinion where everyone should be at. This is, so we just covered good. Now we're on better. So better is group plus individual training or individual work. And what this is, is that you do the group classes, but you also have a coach one-on-one -on -one that doesn't necessarily work with you one-on-one -on -one in person, <clears throat> right? but they have an, an additional program designed to assess you. Um, they reassess you and they're able to change the program, modify either the classes, also give you additional work to do outside of the classes. And what that does is it actually streamlines the process much faster. So you progress faster because like I said, that what's great about the group classes is the accountability, the intensity, the uh, just the environment of motivation. But the problem is, is that we design our workouts around the fact that there's going to be 18 people in the class. So I have to account for transitions. I have to account for a warm up. You know, it takes time for 18 people to grab barbells. You know, and right. I also have to account for a cool down to make sure that we're ready for the next class coming in. Whereas with individual work, we can be a little bit more specific and cover and cover all the weaknesses that you may have or your goals and we can get you there a lot faster that way in a much in a much more cost-effective way than personal training right it's just a way of holding you like doing um pre-workout or like pre-stretching and stuff yeah, before the mobility, stuff or even post specific right? work specific <clears throat> mobility and it's customized to the workouts of the group classes too right because let's say like yeah there's a group group class where you know hey i want to get a strict pull up but we're doing strict pull-ups in the workout today, what should my scale be? Should I just do ring rows or should I do this? And the coach is like, no, this is what I specifically want you to do. Here's what yeah, we're going to do. Exactly. So it's very it's good a, it's feedback, very, It's right? much more specific. It's very, and it's already pre-planned rather than, you know, you come into the coach during the class and be like, well, I can't do this. I need to do this. And then it's really like almost impromptu. It's not that it's bad, but it's just, it allows us to plan out even better. So that yeah. way, we, and then it allows us to track you more. So if your goal is to get a strict pull-up, it's like, okay, I have X, Y, Z progressions happening on Monday and Friday, and then I'm gonna progress you again on Monday and Friday the next week. This is the plan for Monday and Friday the, the week after. So that way I can see what's going on. Right. And then if there's any roadblocks along the way, we pivot and we make adjustments. Absolutely. And that's where it separates like, from a traditional online program because now you're working with a specific coach who sees you every day. Now you don't have to do them one-on-one, -on -one, but if the coach is coaching group classes or taking group class yeah. and you're in there, then the coach can see you progress and kind of give you feedback as well, yeah. which is way more personalized. It's way, it's such a better asset than just downloading a training file and reading it, right? Exactly. And a big difference is we actually look and collect your data. Yeah. So we see your results and then we can see if you're, and then that, when you base your training or your program design off of data, you know exactly if you're getting better or if you're not. It's, it's like you just look at the yeah. numbers. It's very objective. It's, math. it's very objective. <laughs> Whereas if if just an online program, guess what? Like it's they're not subjective. gonna. They don't really yeah. look at you. They don't really care about you. Yeah, it's very it's very just yeah, basic stuff, right? Exactly. You're a number to them. You're twenty dollars a month to them. Yeah. They're not gonna like look at you. Yeah. And be like, hey, Danny, you know, <laughs> I saw the results you posted. 
Good job. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, they're not yeah. going to be like, well, why don't we do this instead? Yeah, yeah, if you get a message from them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So which leads us to the next one, right? Uh, we talked about good, better. Now let's talk best, right? Yeah. What's the best, like, ideal scenario, right? Well, the best ideal scenario is uh, one-on-one training, so personal training plus group. Right. And and I I actually recommend the 30-minute personal training sessions a lot. I think – and people do buy them a la carte, which is great because – it's amazing how much work you can get done in 30 minutes. Like, and a good example of this is I, uh, probably like a month or two ago, probably like two months ago, I did a 30 minute session with Amy and we just did double unders and she's never gotten double unders before, but then she got like five or six double unders in 30 minutes just from doing simple progressions. And she just did one session with me. Yeah. And it's crazy how, how much you can get done in 30 minutes one-on-one with the coach. I mean, it's, it's, it's good because it's real time feedback. You're, the coach is actually watching you and changing the, the the movement, the progression as you do it, which is a little bit different than like videoing and sending it to the coach because then you got to wait. Yeah, it's very important. You know, it takes time to get it, and then plus you could spend all that time on video doing it wrong. Right, exactly, and that's what I mean too. Like the coach could just be like, "Oh, you got to do this, got to do this." And then they're like, I don't understand what you're saying. Whereas, like, if it's face-to-face, yeah. it's right there. Even if it's only 30 minutes and you just work on one skill or one ability, you get the feedback. You get it. You can feel it. You can touch it. You can see it. And then you can retain it. And then it actually makes it worth it, right, in that sense. Yeah, I think people highly <laughs> undervalue one-on-one coaching. It's very – it's it's one of the things that <clears throat> I undervalued personally, so believe me, I know. Yeah. But you can progress so much faster when you have a coach, yeah, a one-on-one coach who knows you, who who you can talk to, who you can share your struggles with, who you can share your wins with. And then from there, they can – again, they, they, they'll let you know if you're on the right track or not or if what you're doing is actually good. Because sometimes you'll do something – and you're like, man, like I suck today. Yeah. But then, but then the coach again can bring you back to reality and be like, no, no. like zoom out, dude. Like, <clears throat> like look how far you've come. Like, you know, four weeks ago you couldn't even hang from the pull-up bar, and then now you're doing jumping negatives on the pull-up bar. Yeah. So I mean, it helps you, and you're like, oh yeah. So it really does help because a coach can help a one-on-one coach can help you zoom out and remind you like how far you've come and you're like, and then that keeps you motivated to keep going. And I think another good point too, and kind of last one here is not only is the coach working with you, right? Like they're working with other coaches. So like, not only is the coach going, Oh my God, like, uh, this per like person A is just getting so much better at pull-ups. Like they're telling the other coaches, they're sharing the other, like the, the programming that other people are doing and say, Hey, watch out for this person. Let's challenge them a little bit in class. And now you're getting pushed by different eyes. You're getting different feedback because people know what your goal is. They know what you're working on. Right. So it's like you're in a whole, you know, it's, even though your coach is working with the one-on-one, you're getting the support of a whole group of coaches coming at you too. Right. Yeah. It's not just you by yourself or you with your coach. Right. It's like, you know, if, if I'm working with a coach, like if I'm training with a coach one-on-one and Matt knows what I'm doing and he comes over, he's like, Hey, shouldn't you be doing this? Oh, no, I'm a little sore. Why don't you try this instead? Right. Like he can give you feedback real time in those areas or like he can help out in those, those pieces too. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, a coach isn't just limited to just fitness either. They help you in other aspects as well. And then helping lay out roadmaps, like programming isn't limited to just workouts. Like for example, you know, I used to have a competitive CrossFit coach years ago and he, like that was definitely the fittest I ever been was when I was working one with a coach more so than any other basic program I ever followed everything from Invictus to Mayhem to Hard Work Pays Off all to of Proven yeah. like I've, I've literally followed all those programs but the fittest I ever was was when I had that one-on-one coach 
And whereas now I don't have that coach anymore because you know my my fitness goals have definitely changed. But mm-hmm. I do it. I I I switched out. I have a business coach now. And then you have seen the results from from your business coach that we that we've started working with too with Tommy and then I have Sean and so we've seen that kind of progress as well. I mean at the end of the day anything is coachable. If you struggle at any part of like fitness, right? And we don't just mean the physicality of fitness too. There's a mental side as mm-hmm. well, right? Like sometimes like a lot of like athletes who want to compete for the first time, it's us like you got to talk to them like tell them this is okay, things like that, like get their mentality correct, right? It isn't just limited to those pieces of training, right? It's so much more, it's so much vast. So what's the best way of figuring out if a one-on-one coach is good for you? Book a goal review. Yeah, book a goal book review. Book a free intro. Book a free intro uh, or, or just like, call us. Yeah. <laughs> you can just call us Give too. Us a call. I mean, see we, we, we do a discovery do. call as well. Yeah. Uh, and one-on-one is definitely the best place to start because you'll learn real quick if, if one-on-one is, is, the, is the way to go. I mean, even one-on-one, one-time, a month or one time a week is still so much more beneficial than never having a face-to-face with your coach. Yeah. And I will say from everyone who we do see in the gym here at Red Wolf, the people who do do Mm one-on-ones either every once in a while, or at least do individual training, see results much faster. And they, they they're, they're way more motivated because they see like when you see progress, it's like that motivates you even more, especially when you see progress quickly. It's also, it's great to like, you know, if you've been struggling at something, it's, it's great to have a coach come in and help you and get cleaned up. And then you're like, wow, I didn't even know I was capable of doing this. Yeah. Right. And so it's always, it's always good to have that every time. hundred percent. Well, I think that's a good place that's to good wrap place it up, to. Danny. So if this content was helpful, please leave us a five-star review so that we know to make more just like this. If you're interested in checking out the gym, check us out at redwolfcrossfit.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at redwolfcrossfit. Good luck. Have fun. Nailed, Nailed it. it.